Nation, the podcast, with your host, Blake. In this episode of Hyperfixation Nation, the podcast, we will discuss what it is like for someone during a hyperfixation, pros and cons about hyperfixations, and the difference between hyperfixations, special interests, and hobbies. hyperfixations and give examples of them so y'all know some background information before I start talking about more details. First up, what the heck do you do are hyperfixations. Hyperfixations are intense periods of interests in certain topics that people with ADHD oftentimes get. Not everyone with ADHD gets them and on a very rare occasion people without ADHD can get them. They are different from hobbies in the sense that Hobbies, you can easily set down. You aren't completely and totally taken over by the interest. So hobbies are just something you enjoy versus hyperfixations are something that give your brain a mental break and just let you calm down and bring a sense of like calm and happiness and a sense of accomplishment even. we go into depth about the three main parts of talking about hyperfixations, what it is like, pros and cons, and the difference between hyperfixations and other types of interests. What it is like for someone with a hyperfixation is that oftentimes they have time blindness. Time blindness is where you lose your bodily cues and your sense of time. Like for me, when I'm hyperfixated on something, for example, Stardew Valley, I would be playing right when I woke up. I would just play for hours and hours on end and I wouldn't realize that I was getting hungry or thirsty or really, really, really had to pee until someone was like, dude, stop, you need to get up right now. And would literally make me and I'd be like, oh my God, what time is it? I'm starving. And it'll be like 3.30 and I had breakfast or lunch. This term, however, time blindness is controversial. So the wording of it, the blindness part especially, is an ableist term when put together to define this. So when you use the term time blindness, you are being ableist in the sense that the term itself, like the blindness part of the term, isn't the most inclusive to people with different disabilities. So you should not really use this term, but there is no other widely accepted and known about term for this phenomena. So I'm using it because I need some way to describe the loss of the sense of time, but you wanna be careful about when you use this term. Like I'm telling you guys that it's not the best term to use, even though I do have to use it. Another part of being in a hyperfixation. I am always behind on my responsibilities. If it's a weekend and I pushed all my homework off to the weekend because I really didn't want to do it on Thursday and Friday, then I will just be completely sucked into my hyperfixation and then say after dinner on Sunday, I'm like, oh my God, I have to do all these five million different things. Or my dad will be like, have the dishes done before lunch. And I'll be like, yeah, completely. I, I want to get it done before lunch. I'm like, yes, I'll totally have time to get it done before lunch. It's only 10 o'clock. And then it's like one o'clock and my dad's like, why aren't the dishes done? It's past lunchtime, like you should have eaten lunch. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's only been like 10 minutes. And then he's like, it is literally one o'clock, dude. And I'm like, oh, didn't mean to do that. (laughs) 
I also sometimes isolate myself from other friends because I'm just so focused on my hyperfixation. I won't even realize that when someone texts me, someone who I really want to talk about, like my best friend, I want to talk with, hang out with, do all that, it'll just cross my mind as like an unimportant thing. It just, my hyperfixation will be ahead of like all other responsibilities that I'm doing. And that's not great, but you do meet new people that share the same interests and that feeling is such a good feeling. I have met people who are really interested in, for example, Stardew Valley, one of the video games that I will have an episode on later, at parties and stuff where I'm really socially anxious and I'll be like, oh my God, you said something about Stardew Valley. You play Stardew Valley. We need to talk about Stardew Valley. And talking about it gets rid of some of the anxiety that I have about being at that party. And it's just like, oh my God, there's another person who's interested in this. This is amazing. I absolutely love it. Though, once you do meet someone and you only really talk about one topic, when your hyperfixation goes into hibernation, as I like to call it, where it fades off to the background and someone gets a new one, you don't really have anything to talk about with the person, which isn't like that great. Then it comes back because for me, hyperfixation cycle, like I will be intensely interested on Stardew Valley. Then I'll spend every waking moment playing it. I will literally go to bed just so I can wake up in the morning and play it. It's crazy. I just get so intensely interested that I guess I do everything I really can do until I'm not interested more than just fading out and then I'll hyperfixate on something else. I also happen to occasionally spend a decent amount of money on certain interests, like merch, if it's a TV show, or a telescope, if it's space. I personally have not had a hyperfixation on space, but I have known people who have spent extreme amounts of money doing certain things related to their hyperfixation, and then the hyperfixation fades away. It will come back eventually, but it fades away, and they're like, what the heck do I do with all this stuff? I have this sweatshirt, this hat, this custom-made doll thing. They have all this random stuff from their hyperfixation, and if they aren't hyperfixated on it anymore, they have nothing to do with it. There are people who are neurotypical, meaning like they don't have ADHD or their brains work in the quote-unquote normal way, who get hyperfixations, but it's really rare, and oftentimes it's actually a hyperfocus, not a hyperfixation. A hyperfocus is something everyone can get where they're, I like to call it like in the zone, where you're working, working, you're going through stuff, you're like doing great, your brain is just soul path. You're not thinking about anything else. You're just working really hard on that one part. But it is different from a hyperfixation because oftentimes these hyperfocus periods will only last like an hour or two, whereas hyperfixations can last months. Now we get into pros and cons. Pros, the mental release. It's like your brain gets a break. Like when I'm playing Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, or Stardew Valley, my brain just gets to take a deep breath and decompress while I'm doing something I'm really passionate about. The passion also brings focus into other areas, while oftentimes they're somehow related to the hyperfixation, like researching stuff about Zelda or things like that. It's still focus that I wouldn't get if I wasn't hyperfixated on that part. And the joy you get from being hyperfixated on something and researching that in the sense of accomplishment is amazing for mental health. If someone cannot focus in other areas and feels like they are less than compared to the other people because they do not focus as well or they just can't get things done and then they're hyper fixated on something and they're in the zone, they're focusing, they're really feeling good and I get really proud of myself when I spent like hours researching because it's like, whoa, I did not know I could do this. But there are some cons. 
The biggest one for me is not wanting to do anything that is not related to that topic. Like, I enjoy things like art and playing music, but when I'm hyper fixated on something that isn't related to that, all of those go to the sideline and I'll just like be completely hyper fixated. So that's bad in the sense that I will sort of forget about the other things I enjoy, my, my hobbies really. And so when I'm in the period between hyperfixations where I'm like, what the heck do I do with my life? I forget about those other things that bring me joy, even if they aren't hyperfixations. I also get behind on things like eating, hygiene, and like daily duties like doing the dishes or showering because I'll be like, no, I'm really tired. I stayed up late playing this. Okay, I'm gonna go to sleep so that I can play it in the morning. And it also has messed up my sleep sometimes, like video games, especially screen-based hyperfixations. If you spend excess time on a screen, especially later at night, your sleep patterns get all messed up from the blue light and all that. And I've definitely annoyed a couple people when I'm talking on and on at like a really high speed. My brain is going everywhere, talking about everything about my hyperfixation. And they're like, dude, chill. For me, that like crushes me. It's like, I'm really passionate about this thing. And even if they're like, maybe just slow it down. I'm not saying you can't talk at all, just maybe talk about a different topic. And it's just like, I completely shut down, which isn't great, especially when I'm, I like hanging out with these people. And I just completely like, I just turn off essentially. And while I love hyperfixations, I can't see their flaws when I'm like in the very, very heat of one or doing something related to the topic I'm hyperfixated on. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. And then afterwards I'm like, why do I have 5 million overdue assignments and things I need to do? Uh, like, why are my grades dropping? It's not, not great. <laughs> Next we have similarities and differences of hyperfixations and special interests and hobbies. Hyperfixations, people with ADHD. A lot of questions that I've gotten are, why do people with ADHD get focused so extremely on something if one of the most typical symptoms is that they can't focus? This is caused by changes in how your brain receives rewards and gratification. So it's all about like the chemistry and makings of your brain that ADHD changes. Hyperfixations, you only have one at a time usually, and they come and go often cycling through an assortment. It's like you spin one of those wheels at carnivals and it's like, what shall I be hyperfixated on this time? <laughs> one thing that I thought was really interesting is that hyperfixations can be on people, like celebrities or crushes, and that can lead to some instability in relationships. If you hyperfixate on this person, that's how you get into the relationship. And then once the hyperfixation fades, it's not good enough exactly, like that's not the word, but it just doesn't feel as right, and so it can mess up some stuff, which, which is not fun. But then we have special interests. Special interests are associated with people on the autism spectrum. They are different from hyperfixations in many ways because they last extremely long periods of time or they don't go away, like they can last a whole lifetime and you can have more than one at the same time. One cool fact is that Greta Thunberg, the climate change activist, said that one reason she is so devoted to helping the planet is because it is one of her special interests. This means that she can work a, a, about, like on the topic for hours and hours on end and be extremely happy, not get tired out. There are some similarities between special interests and hyperfixations. They both happen more often to neurodivergent people, and they're both intense interests on in certain topics. They both can appear to take over a person and make someone forget about their daily tasks so they can keep pursuing their interests. Special interests and hyperfixations are very different from hobbies. Hobbies do not take over someone. They are not the entire life. They are one part of someone's personality, but not their entire personality for the time being. 
And while hyperfixations bring joy, hobbies do that too. So that's a similarity. But hobbies do not make someone lose track of time or forget to do daily tasks. Say you really like knitting and knitting was one of your hobbies. You'd be like, oh, I have some free time. I'll knit. I'll knit while watching TV or something. But if you were hyper fixated on knitting and learning everything about knitting, it would be extremely hard and take so much effort to put it down. And someone can have more than one hobby at the same time and forget about hobbies. And it just, hobbies are like a less intense version, I guess. Sort of, that's the easiest way to explain it. So they're all different, right? I'm not saying that hobbies aren't good. Hobbies are amazing, but they are different from hyperfixations and special interests. Now, to sum everything up, hyperfixations have advantages and disadvantages. Special interests, hobbies, and hyperfixations are not the same, even if they do have similarities, as hyperfixations are one at a time. They happen to people with ADHD, and special interests happen to people with autism or people on the autistic spectrum, and you can have more than one at a time. We have pros and cons, the mental release from hyperfixations, but the fact that they completely take over a person. The fact that someone who is hyperfixated on something becomes behind on all the rest of their responsibilities for that day, that's a really big one, in my opinion. Next episode, we get to talk about Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, the new Nintendo Switch game. It is one of my hyperfixations, and it's actually one of my current ones. It is my current one, really, because as soon as I get home, I'll be like, okay, Zelda time. And I really want to bring my Nintendo Switch with me every day to school, but I'm not allowed to, which really sucks. But it would also mean like I would not focus on class at all whatsoever. So, you know, that's fun. <laughs> but next episode, I'll get more in depth about that. I hope you come back and you listen to that episode and have some fun. I hope you learned a lot and laughed a little and just had a great time overall. I will see you next episode on Hyperfixation Nation, hosted by Blake. Bye.